Are you enjoying this podcast? Have you listened to a few episodes already? I feel like you have. I feel like you have. And if you have, I want to take a moment real quick to ask a favor of all of you because I love making this content, I love creating it, and I love that it's been helping so many of you that have been listening already. And in order to get this out there even more to more people, I want to ask you to leave a nice little review on iTunes or the very few uh, podcast platforms that actually let you rate and review, uh, but particularly Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, like log log in with your old iTunes account and leave a nice little rating and review. It helps get it out there a little more so that this can hopefully help more people. Uh, I promise you this is not just an ego boost. It's more or less just trying to uh, rise above the uh, design podcast behemoths that are already out there a little bit more so more people can find stuff like this hopefully it helps more people uh, if you're not enjoying this podcast then you know obviously shoot me an email let me know what you don't like i'm always open to feedback but if you are and i have a feeling you probably are leave a nice little review all right i'm gonna stop blabbering so you can get on to listen to this episode okay thanks bye Another week goes by and another terminology hits the industry and starts to rear its ugly head, confusing us a little bit more. So let's talk about CX. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 42 of Design Chat with Josh. I'm your host, Josh Reach, and in this lovely design podcast today. We are going to talk about something that seems to be trending a bit more lately, and I feel like it's been around for a while. In fact, I know it's been around for a couple of years, but it's starting to meld into the UX world, and that is CX. Uh, UX being user experience, but CX being customer experience. And this is something that I'll admit when I first saw it a little while, but it was probably a long time ago, but I've seen it a lot more now. I kind of am one of those people where I don't really give a damn what we call ourselves, you know, like, but let's just agree on something. Uh, so, you know, like things like, you know, well, we shouldn't call them users. We should call them humans or people or whatever. I don't know. To me, I think user is very gender neutral, it's very agnostic, I kind of like it, uh, and to me it does seem personal, but anyway. Um, the point is the industry is going to change, and terminology is going to change. I mean, really and truly, I saw something on Instagram, what was originally a web designer 10 years ago is now split up into product design, experience design, UX design, uh, digital product design, UI design, all these different roles that 10 years ago we really just called them web designers back then. Um, and a lot of this has to do, I think, with technology. Obviously, we have a lot more technology and different ways that we interact with the internet and connect with each other. So this all kind of plays in, but the thing that's confused me, though, is CX, because I've, I've seen a few people call customer experience the same thing as user experience. They're saying, well, we should be we shouldn't be, you know, just user experience designers. We should be customer experience designers. Um, and to me, I thought, wait a minute, CX has been around for a little while, I think. And I did a little uh, poking around on the interwebs um, just to kind of gather a little bit of research around this. And I found one site that, believe it or not, it is a United States government site and it actually 
clarifies this in the best way that I have seen so far. And it's on digital.gov. Um, it's a product of the U.S. General Services Administration. Uh, and this, this article was written uh, July 7th of 2014. Okay, this is a, 2014, all right? We're almost at 2020. This is almost six years ago, okay? Actually, it's not six, it's five years ago, a little over five years ago. Um, math. Anyway, uh, it says user experience versus customer experience. What's the diff? And it does say diff, not difference. Um, 2014, guys. <laughs> but anyway, it's a great article because the reality is uh, they're very, very different things. And as this, as, as Tim Loudon, uh, the writer of this article, explains, and I, I agree with him on this, he says, UX deals with people interacting with your product and the experience they receive from that interaction. So UX is measured with metrics like success rate, error rate, abandonment rate, time to complete the task, and since we deal with digital, clicks or taps to get to completion. Customer experience, or CX, in contrast, encompasses all the interactions a person has with your brand. It might be measured in overall experience, likelihood to continue to use, and likelihood to recommend to others. In essence, UX is part of the broader CX. User experience is part of the broader customer experience. The customer experience contains some aspects outside of a product that UX does not. And this is why I, like to me, it didn't, it was confusing, but I, I think maybe I understand this a little bit more because I have a extensive background in the marketing world and branding world and understanding how to build brands. And brands are not logos, um, in case anybody listening thinks they are. They're not logos, they're not visual style guides. Uh, brands go far, far deeper than that. Um, they do inter, you know, they do encompass um, how somebody perceives your product. Um, and it's really, I mean, the customer experience is something that, you know, branding, marketing, UX, product, we all fall under this. It's, to be honest, and the way I put it, it's, it's how the company, how the product, how the brand is running. It, it's, it's everything. I mean, it, it literally, it's every touch point of your company. And that's not just the product either, too. It's the perception of your product. It's the perception of the brand. It's the perception of the marketing that you put out there. It's the experience people have when they call into your customer service, if it's good or if it's bad, if it's a you know, automated system or if it's not, that could put people off or it might be something that, you know, for certain things they actually want. Um, so it's everything. Um, and so, the article goes on to explain too that a little bit more to differentiate the two. So good digital UX gives the user the ability to find information on a website or an app uh, quickly and easily, complete a desired task with ease, um, search web pages or search your app. This was written in 2014, so it's very focused on the web, but I think we can clearly associate this with app and software design too. Um, Good CX uh, gives the user the ability to have a pleasant, professional, helpful interaction with organization, company representatives, feel generally positive about the overall experience with an organization or company, and everything associated with it. So the products, the digital products we create, fall into that, <laughs> the overall experience. And I don't know, to me, it's something that, you know, after reading this and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is definitely 
the, you know, kind of the way I thought it was, and this is to me the clearest way to explain the two. Um, and they also have a, a diagram too, by the way, with circles. Um, I'm going to try to describe these. No, I'm not going to try to describe them. Basically, it says has like three different things. Basically, it has a giant uh, customer experience circle, and in it is a smaller user experience circle. That to kind of uh, uh, clear that up a little bit. But anyway, to me, you know, I, and I, maybe I'm weird in this sense, but I feel like if you are a user experience designer or product designer or graphic designer or, you know, a digital marketing, uh, you know, manager or somebody, we all look at what we do in this customer experience perspective. And I also feel like that's kind of why a lot of us might have different opinions and why so many different entities within an organization want to have control over something because we all in the company that we work for, um, or companies I should say that we work for, um, I feel like we all look at the customer experience and, and we all have this top of mind. Even if you're in HR, right? Or if you're in accounting, all of this matters. The, the numbers, the, the accounting, the, the way that you spend the money for the company, that affects one of your customers if you're publicly traded, which could be your investors, right? Um, or it, you know, could the way you invest your money into your company could also uh, shed a negative or a positive light to your actual customer base, your consumers, right? Um, that that buy your product. Uh, if you're in HR, you know the customer experience is more focused on the customers that are potential employees, right? Um, or if you're treating employees really good, um, the company that comes to mind uh, is T-Mobile. They they have a phenomenal culture. And like a real culture, not like a you know a typical corporate culture. <laughs> um, but they have this 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 bar that was really raised by their CEO John Ledger, and so they really show how much they love their employees and the call center employees, and how much they appreciate their in store associates, and like they really go all out. And as a customer of T-Mobile, my customer experience sees that and I have a very positive perception on T-Mobile because of that. So it's everything. Everything that everybody does in an organization is part of the customer experience, whether you realize it or not. So this really isn't, it's not exclusive to us designers. It's not exclusive to product or brand. It's not exclusive to marketing. It's exclusive to everybody, everybody in the company, even the people who keep the buildings clean and, and maintain it, that is part of the customer experience because when you bring in one of your customers, uh, that perception of your building is going to have an effect on the customer experience. They're gonna change their attitude either for the better or for the worse, depending on what they see. If they come to one of your offices, one of your stores, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so it, 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 to me, when designers, especially UX designers, like to mix UX and CX and say, well, we should be calling ourselves CX designers, no, 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 no. If you want to be a CX designer, become the CEO of a company. To me, that's the only person that is in charge of the entire customer experience, and not in charge, but responsible and has to answer to the entire customer experience. And I'm not promoting us to work in silos here, but I'm saying we need to work together and understand that we are a team uh, from different departments and different entities within an organization to create a good customer experience, all reporting up to whoever is in charge of the company. Good, again, I'm gonna go back to T-Mobile here. 
everybody has a part in T-Mobile's experience. And as a customer of T-Mobile, I absolutely love going into the stores. I get treated phenomenally at the stores. The staff seems very happy to be there every time. When I call in, I don't even wait or push any buttons. I literally, it rings and I get a person and they're pleasant, they're helpful. It's not often I have to call in either, which is also very helpful. Um, but like, they're pleasant, they're, they're wonderful. My When I have the app on my phone, I, that's well-designed, yes, and the website's well-designed, but this whole like aura of, of positivity around T-Mobile is, to be honest, um, the kind of, and, and because of a direct result of their CEO, John Ledger. He's, you know, you've probably heard of him, all right? And and he's the one that, obviously he's not the one who's done this alone and he very much uh, advocates for his whole team, executive leadership, call center, in-store, whoever it is, design teams too. I've seen him give kudos and, and, and say like, this is clearly a team effort, but he lives and breathes that customer experience and he owns it, it is him that really raised that bar. And so to me, that's the ultimate customer experience designer is the president, the CEO, the founder, whoever is leading the entire company. That right there, that's your, that's your CX you know, director <laughs> right there. Um, actually, that's a better way of putting it. Let me rephrase that. The CEO is the CX director. All of the employees are CX designers. We all have a responsibility of designing that experience for employees, for investors, for customers, whoever it may be. Um, everybody is a part of CX. And so it, I just want to clear that up because I don't want the industry to get very confused and have CX become this convoluted thing that companies start you know, hiring CX designers and what they're really hiring are UX designers, you know, and it's just, we're just moving, you know, name tags or, you know, or name, name what, is, what do we call them? Um, moving, a, oh, hell, just had a brain fart and can't remember the name now. Um, titles, there we go, titles, good Lord. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long day, you guys. I'm a little tired from paddleboarding today. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, uh, to me though, I, I feel like, we need to make sure that we, we keep focused on what CX really is. We don't make this some cool buzzword that's going to become not what it actually is. Uh, and, and we need to think about the fact that everybody is responsible for the customer experience of our company, of our brand. Okay, before we get into this next part, I, I was listening to it uh, and I realized after I had recorded it uh, that there's a lot of people I know that have Buicks. I want you all to know that this is not a reflection of you. I love you all very much. I have nothing against owning a Buick, but I'm going to talk about Buick for a little while, like in the next few minutes to talk about, you know, a product design failure and missing the mark and why sometimes you have to completely rebrand. So just bear with me here. So I just said that everybody, every single person in a company is responsible for the customer experience. But that doesn't, we're not off the hook basically as UX designers or as product designers. I'm just gonna say product designers from here on out because let's face it, that's what most of us have become. So the thing is we're not off the hook though. And how somebody actually interacts with our product is going to determine whether or not they stay with the product and stay with the brand, right? So marketing and branding and, and you know all the advertising and PR in the world can get people to come to your product. 
and you need that part, right? This isn't like the field of dreams, you know, where you just build it and they come. No, that's that's not that's not how this works. That's not how the world works. Anybody who's launched a product and not had sufficient marketing and then had sufficient marketing, you know you've seen that contrast and difference, right? It brings people in. But then the spotlight's really on the product team at that point because if you failed when it came to designing a usable, you know, good product, uh, then you know, people aren't going to stick around, you know, and eventually you're going to saturate the market with enough advertising and marketing and it's your brand probably is going to have a negative perception if your you know product is really crappy and it's just not going to matter. You're going to see the numbers continue to dive down and you're like, well, let's just throw more marketing dollars at it or let's throw more advertising budget. And it's like, no, mm, that's not going to work. Like you got to fix the actual product first. And by the way, your product maybe or your brand has been, you know, so tainted by a product uh, that you know was horrible to use that you know people aren't going to come back to that brand so you might have to invest in completely rebranding and creating something new and separating yourself from the old um, and that's just how it works I mean a good, a good example of this um, you know look at car brands for instance okay look at car brands so there's certain cars out there where they have a negative connotation right Let's take Buick. Okay, this is something interesting I saw recently, okay? Buick has a very specific market that when you think Buick here in the United States, you think an older audience, seniors, you know, your grandparents always had Buicks. Uh, they've been very comfortable and plush, but they're kind of like the poor man's luxury car, basically, right? Um, and you don't really want to pay attention to them. And you know you've seen the Buick ads probably here in the U.S. If you're you know of you know people seeing the new Buick cars on the street and they're like that's our Buick and it's like yeah it's a Buick um, also it's just a GM vehicle so it looks like a lot of Chevys too but anyway um, but the the point is that that brand has a certain perception and GM for some reason I don't understand is still trying to push Buick here in the United States and it's just not doing that well and. The reason why is because their cars have been very lumbery, very slow, very plush, right? And so they've been associated with a certain type of person that a younger audience doesn't really want to be associated with, even though if you've seen the new, I think it's the Buick Regal Wagon, I think is what it is. Holy crap, that thing is gorgeous. It is, I actually really, really want one, but it's a Buick and so I won't buy it. Also, it's so expensive. It starts at like 30 grand, but it's gorgeous. I mean, if you slapped like, uh, well, in other countries, I think it's Opal uh, is, is the brand that sells the, what's Buick here in the US. But if you slap one of those logos on there or any logo, if you created a whole new brand and slapped it on a Buick and didn't let people know that these were Buicks, they probably would buy the hell out of those cars in the United States, but they won't do that. Okay. so. Again, so to me, I look at Buicks as they're now a failed product, right? And so you have to rebrand. It, they, they missed the mark and they didn't design for the audience that they needed to design for, that they were trying to market to, right? So they completely missed the mark. By the time their user base or the user base they wanted, you know, got to a Buick, it was probably in their grandparents' Buick and they just didn't want to deal with it, right? They're just like, oh, I would never own one of these. It's comfortable and it's quiet, but I would never own one of these, right? Um, but anyway, so you have to rebrand. However, uh, something that's interesting, the customer experience of Buick in China right now is extremely different. 
And I saw this, and there was actually like a little mini documentary on it where uh, Buick is actually having a bit of a revival in China because for some reason in China, they see Buicks as like the Cadillacs of you know America. Like they're, they're like this amazing luxury brand and they really like Buicks. And I think they're building Buicks in China now. And Buick has now seen a revival in China as Buick. Just the same old cars. There's like, I think maybe the some of them might be a little bit bigger or longer, um, but like otherwise, like they're kind of the same thing. And that's because the customer experience in China is new. And so people look at them as very nice, very well-built cars, right? Or well, well-built when they're new, um, quiet, luxurious, and they don't have that association with their kind of grandparents, right? Like we do here in the United States. They don't look at them as an old person's car, right? And so it's a whole different customer experience. They basically get to start from scratch. And so it's now being treated as a luxury experience in China, whereas here in the US, they're still kind of just trying to treat it as like a sporty, but it's still an older demographic that they're marketing to, uh, even though they tried to market to younger people. Um, and so you know, it, it's weird, like it, it, so the market also matters too, but the product, Buick, at the core was actually pretty good, but in terms of design in years past, and this is my point of saying like the actual product design matters, in terms of design, they never really challenged or made anything that appealed to a younger audience until now, but by now the damage has been done. So you can't really go back on it now here in the United States. Um, so I hope that made hope that all made sense. That was a really long example about Buick, but it's true. Okay, so, so anyway, they, they missed the mark years ago making Buicks interesting to a younger demographic. And because of that, and probably because of the price too, let's be honest. Um, but because of that, you know, the damage has been done. So they have to rebrand. And it's like that with any product really, digital products too, right? If you screw it up in the beginning, or you you screw it up at you know maybe you're well into the, your your product, right? Some of the old 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 Buicks, you know, were like you know insane, right? Um, back in like the 80s, but over the time they just kind of became this you know certain demographic that they were associated with. Um, but anyway, so it could happen at the beginning, it could happen in the middle of your product like life cycle, whatever it may be. But the the point is, if the product isn't hitting its mark if it's terrible, then the whole customer experience is gone. And CX is completely useless. And like Buick, no matter how you market or position or create clever, that's a Buick commercials, nobody is going to buy your Buick here in the United States unless they are much, much older. And even then, I think older you know, people who are aging into that senior age group nowadays, you know, this is, Buick's been around for a long time. They see Buicks as an old person's car and they don't see themselves as old, right? They see themselves as more sophisticated than that. They want a Lexus, they want an Acura, they want one of the new Cadillacs. Cadillac somehow, well actually I know how Cadillac pulled out of it. They started designing cars that appealed to a younger audience. <laughs> Boom. You know, they, they avoided the fate that Buick had because they listened and they saw that they needed to do something with their design to make it more appealing to a younger demographic. So, and they actually even updated like their, 
emblem and everything. So they got rid of what actually looked like those, you know, an older kind of royalty-like emblem logo on their cars and went to something that was more sleek and modern. That's just, you know, they saved it, right? Buick didn't save it. Um, so yeah, Cadillac saved their customer experience, Buick didn't. I'm really hoping this makes sense. If anybody is completely and totally confused right now, just tweet at me and let me know. Um, I'm trying to make an analogy with cars, but I feel like there's definitely better analogies out there. And you've probably seen a product out there like that, right? Like you got super excited about it. You were, you were pumped that it was gonna be launching and, and then you actually downloaded the app or you actually uh, bought the device, right? And, and then you realize, oh God, this actually really sucks. And I kind of wish I didn't spend my money on it. And you kind of just forget about it. And then you never think to go back because you have that bad experience because the product wasn't great. So product design matters. It is a huge, huge part of the customer experience. So don't screw it up. So if anything, I hope in this episode, you at least understand what CX is now. Um, and that Buick is really big in China right now. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, 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 the thing is, you know, we're all customer focused. We, when we do what we do yeah, as designers, as in product, in you know, whatever realm of design we may be working in, we are constantly thinking of the entire experience. You know, I don't think any good designer, product designer, or UX designer out there goes in. No, no good designer says, ah, I did my part, you know, and, you know, we created this great thing and they just dismiss the marketing or the branding around it. Like you can't, like I, nobody, nobody who actually cares about what they do does that. It all matters, right? And they don't think, oh, well, you know, they can just, you know, call into the call center if they have an issue or whatever, you know, and if you have a really great call center, then awesome, but your product is going to suck. So that's going to still affect the CX, um, you know, or it could be the other way around. Great product, but the few times maybe somebody has to call in and they have a bad customer service experience, boom, that's it, forget it. Your entire CX is starting to deteriorate whether or not you have a good product or not. Um, so it all matters. And we all look at it from like this holistic view. And again, to go back to what I said at the beginning, I think this is why a lot of you know teams might butt heads, and uh, you know different very strong opinions might come to light in in meetings and brainstorm sessions. Um, I think we've all been there at one point in time, right? But it's because we all care about the customer experience, the CX, um, and it's not something that is exclusive to UX. Um, it's, it's just not, you know, I mean, there's, there are a lot of other things that play into that, but I do think we have a huge, huge role in it because what it comes down to with us when we're designing products is retention, right? It comes down to, are people going to stick around? Are they going to be proud of what, you know, they have? Um, you know, it's another good analogy here. Okay. Uh, Verizon, right? great cell service, right? Everybody, oh yeah, I love Verizon cell service, but how much do you love their customer service? How much do you love their billing and their website and their confusing plans? You don't love it. You like the coverage and you like the devices that you get to buy, so those products are great, but the actual customer service sucks, right? Um, you know, in the beginning, early, early days of you know, T-Mobile, the coverage wasn't that great, right? And so people loved the customer service, but they didn't like the product of the coverage and the limited devices at the time. It's definitely not the case anymore. Their coverage is phenomenal, and I would argue better than AT&T and close to Verizon's coverage now. 
um, in terms of coverage, in terms of speed, they do circles around those two. This is not paid or sponsored by T-Mobile, I promise. But anybody that knows me knows I'm a big fan of T-Mobile just because I've been with them forever and I've really enjoyed like seeing their journey and seeing how they handle their product and their customer experience. It's just, it's, it's a great, you know, case study really, a living case study that's still happening to this day. They completely revolutionized the wireless industry and then they completely and totally backed their customers from day one and it's paid off. Well, not from day one maybe, but from day one when I joined years and years ago. Um, so anyway, it all matters. And so just have a little bit of patience, have a little bit of empathy for each other when you're working with other teams, when you're working with other uh, you know, entities in, in the organization. Um, that or maybe with your clients, like understand that everybody is focused on CX. Not one person isn't focused on the customer experience. We all are responsible and all focused on it. So don't get your UX design title confused with CX and think that you own it entirely because you don't. You just can't. Remember, if anybody's the director of CX, it's the CEO of the company, right? Or all the CX designers in the company. Yeah, okay, I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so I'm gonna stop rambling. I wanna hear now from you uh, if you know if you have any definitions of your own of CX, um, if you disagree with literally everything I've said today, uh, let me know why. If you agree, then you know, let me know why and let me know how, you know, maybe where you're at, where your customer experience shines. Um, or some good experiences of customer experience. We all interact with brands and products on a regular basis, we, tons of them, right? So what is a CX, you know, uh, what is the customer experience that really sticks out to you and that you really like? Um, because I think if we kind of start to model that, you know, and look at the whole way a company, a brand, and, and all the products or product as an entirety is is being treated and, and perceived by a customer and how that whole experience is, that's kind of what we should be modeling where we're at, you know, um, or modeling the, the products and things that we're creating, right? So I, again, I look at T-Mobile as like, this is a great like look at why customer service matters, why the actual service matters and why the products matter. So they have great phones, they have great coverage, they have great customer service, and even their CEO is just great to follow on Instagram and Twitter, right? Um, so all of that you know, creates this glorious customer experience. Um, so what other companies out there, what other brands out there have you seen that kind of have a similar thing where just everything about them is just absolutely phenomenal? I'm super curious to hear. Uh, so send me an email, chat at joshuareach.com if you're uh, into the old school email uh, type thing. If you want to do something cool and new, leave a voice message on anchor, anchor.fm slash Joshua Reach. Um, and as always, be sure to leave a nice little rating and review on the Apple podcast store uh, if you're enjoying this podcast. Um, I know I said it in the beginning of this podcast, um, and I'm going to ask for it again. <laughs> Um, just because it helps get this podcast out there to more people so more people can hear uh, the textbook definition by digital.gov of CX design and why Buicks are so big in China. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I got, you guys. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will talk to you all next time.